0: Imagine the future of businesses where people go to the office and everyone is high vibrational. And we are not worried about the fear. We're not worried about the deadlines. We're not worried about did that project get finished? Am I going to get fired? It's about... How can I bring my skills? How can I bring my knowledge? How can we co-create something together? It just shifts the mindset around going to work and it shifts the priorities of the company as well. And now we have these meetings where people are actually shining with their gifts, with their talents, with their research. They're not being put on the spot to be examined, but they're put on the sp- in the spotlight so that they can shine with their authenticity, with their energy. Are you tired of small talk? Me too. How do we channel spirit messages? What can angels and demons teach us? What's quantum leaping? How do we shift timelines? Who are the star seeds among us? Are dragons real? Big Souls brings big ideas down to earth. Let's plant some abundant seeds into the garden of your mind. Join the Big Talk. Welcome to Big Talk, where we talk about all things spiritual and all things abundant. Today we're going to be talking about energy healing and ascending higher on your awakening journey and i've got an amazing guest with us today spiritual teacher and reiki healer cindy theodore welcome to big talk <laughs> Well, thank you for having me that's so interesting i love it thank you so much great to have you on the podcast what's the energy feel before we start
1: <laughs> the energy is amazing <laughs> I was like, you know, usually when I, I do anything energetic, uh, I, I just dance and laugh and I speak to my guides and yeah, so I'm very happy and so excited and we already met, so I liked your energy already. So yeah.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, we met quite early on the journey in terms of, you know, me setting the podcast and the business. I think it was very early stages. So it's amazing to have this check-in now a couple of months after that and also hear more about your journey. And before we dive into the Reiki, do you remember when was the first time when you actually saw yourself as a spiritual being versus just
1: the human? You know, I was a child when, uh, since uh, I'm little, I knew about spirits, but I just kept it for my, ma- myself. I'm very intro- uh, introverted. And the thing is, I had a family really private, and although my great grandmother, that I grew up with, and my grandma are healers, so um, no, I, I just always knew, but I would never speak about it. You know, when you're a mm-hmm. child, you just want to to look like everyone, and yeah. so I would speak to my guys. I, I just name things in my my bedrooms, and I, I will always know that they were there to comfort me. You know, but I have to say that most of my life. I never used it. I never used my spiritual um, talents and gifts like anyone wants to call it. I never used it that way, you know, like consciously. After uh, having my, uh, my children that, um, you know, when they say a pregnant woman always have this blue and loving and emotional uh, heartburst, But that's what happened to me, basically. I just felt so much love and energy around me that I just wanted to know more about it. And I started taking classes.
0: Yeah, you were pushed into your purpose and this was one of the downloads that I got that when we have children we expand our heart chakra so we expand at the frequency of unconditional love and this is usually the moment where a lot of people unlock their gifts, unlock their purpose and kind of realign more with what they're supposed to be doing here especially when the children arrive into the physical world because spiritually you know we communicate with all kinds of energies.
1: (laughs) I agree with you because you don't actually experience that that kind of love before. You know when when I remember when I had my first baby in my hands my partner to said oh, he, he was he had his tears and said oh my god i never thought i could love some someone else so much and this is that uh, mm. unconditional love
0: yeah it's mm-hmm. the unconditional love yeah So Reiki healing, which is, you know, essentially could be described as healing with your love, healing with that frequency of so much raised frequency that it heals you. And usually love is very high, love, peace. How would you describe it to somebody who's just learning about Reiki?
1: Well, first, um, yeah, like you said, it's love, it's pure love, but you don't want you know, sometimes it, it looks a bit like too much when you talk about love for some people, it's a bit too much, you know. Mm-hmm. So you just, sometimes you just go back to the history of, of Reiki. So you just explain that it's an uh, energy healing modality, that it's from Japan. So the doctor, um, Dr. Mikao uh, Ushui, created this uh, method of healing, but it's more about self-healing in the first, uh, when you learn Reiki. So it's really simple. That's what I like about Reiki, you know, I'm... I've learned all the different healing modalities, but Reiki is really the simple thing of going to see a Reiki master or Reiki teacher or Reiki practitioner. You lay on a massage table or you stay seated if you prefer, and the practitioner would just lay their hands over your body or they're touch you, touching you sometimes, and they just let the energy flow through your body. And something that is very important to say here is that the Reiki practitioner is not a healer, is not there to I mean they call it healer, but that is not there to heal you. It's just using its its body as a vessel, his hands as a vessel to let the energy of Reiki flow through your body and activate your self healing abilities. That's why I like it. it's so simple to understand. And there's no need to believe in, in anything. It's mm-hmm. Whatever your religion, your race, or your gender, it's free, it's open, it's there. It's a wonderful tool. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, everything is energy anyway.
0: So the Reiki healer is really somebody who knows how to move the energy and how to remove those dark bits of energy that are just stuck in you, especially trauma. Have you discovered that there are different types of Reiki healing? Or is it traditionally the person is kind of mastermind or
1: master of the energy? There are different methods, but my, I was training in Ushui method, so I use the one that I know. You learn uh, along your, your, your journey with Reiki that there's a different symbol, that you can do it distantly, so you, ha- you don't have to touch that person. But in the first explanation of Reiki, is through your hands. That is different, uh, d- different Reiki, but I use that one. But I have to say that although I, I have my foundation in Reiki, i also a foundation in other types of healing, so I mix both. Once you understand, like you said, that everything is energy and that you understand that you have to be authentic in your work, how you approach people with your uh, abilities, how you protect them in the way that you are uh, truthfully a good practitioner that would, work with these own uh, rules and um, authenticity, really. Once you understand how to really, like you said, manipulate the energy, to play with it, because one of my teacher calls uh, energy intelligence. is an intelligence. And it is, because it's like the Wi-Fi. You understand it. You know it's there, but you don't see it. But you still believe it. You know it's working. So, he's not even believed, like I just said, it's just working. It just clicks. <laughs> yeah, it's click. And you know, uh, I teach Ricky to children, and I love it. When I do the attunement on them, or I just give them the first session so they understand it before I do the attunement, oh, their eyes, oh, it's beautiful. It's like giving them candy. Really. Mm. Their eyes is like, oh my God, I can do that. I say, yes, you can. It's wonderful. They call it the the healing power, the magic touch. My kids call it the, uh, the magic touch. So it's it's amazing. I just love it. <laughs> yeah,
0: because kids believe in magic. Well, Grownups have given up on the magic, but the magic is real and the magic is us. We are the magic. We're the people yeah. that have access to that magic. But I love the analogy that you used with Wi-Fi and it's exactly the same when you're running on really low Wi-Fi. We've all had that experience. When Wi-Fi is so slow and you're trying to do things, that's what happens when your body is filled with the trauma. Your body is filled with all these dense energies that shouldn't be there because they're belonging to the past or a previous version of yourself. So essentially, Reiki allows you to speed up your internet connection. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> For people to understand, it's easiest to mm-hmm. to explain it like that. You know, simple, simple. You use your uh, own self-healing abilities to clear out the... Um, my kids are saying, "Oh, mommy, I've got some poo poo here. Can you do the reiki for me?" Okay, I'm coming. <laughs> but says so, so I really understand it. You know, you don't have to repeat. It's not mm-hmm. rocket science. It's simple as that. You mm-hmm. clear your energy system to feel better, to to be in a better mood, to boost your immune system. There's so much benefit to mm-hmm. it. The lifestyle, really. It is a lifestyle, but it's also
0: a mindset shift that you have to understand that some burdens are heavy and it's not your responsibility to carry them with you anymore, including the trauma, including, you know, generational traumas. It's not your burden to carry anymore, but because you're so used to it, almost feel like this backpack you've been carrying is part of you. So you don't even know that something that's not yours is attached to you and I think this is where, you know, a lot of people kind of fall into depression
1: or anxiety or stress and kind of give up on their spark. Yeah. It's, and, you know, uh, it's difficult because people don't know that they, they don't know that things there's something wrong with them. They really believe there's something wrong with them. So it's always even me as a practitioner. I go to see my healer when I need to. It's not I'm not immune. You know? Mm-hmm. I know a lot yeah. about it, but I, I don't know everything about it. So I go see my healer when I know something is wrong. But the good thing about Reiki, as any other tool, is that you can acknowledge there's something wrong. Because some, some people they don't see it. They don't see it, that there is something wrong within you. Not that you are wrong, but there's something that you need to clear, something you can do about it that some people that just stay in their box and like you said, you become accustomed to it.
0: Yeah, you just carry more and more every single day and you don't even know when you've buried yourself in the sandpit because you've just been taking steps in the wrong direction. But it's not to say that, as you mentioned, Reiki is not there to save you. It's not there to cure you. It's there to give you a boost so that you can continue to unlock more of your potential on your own. And it's a great analogy when a lot of people go to the gym, but then they go and eat unhealthy food. It's similar. You get your food adjusted, you get your physical habits adjusted, then you get your energy in place, you're a high performer. But if one of those is not properly attuned to the lifestyle that you desire, you're always going to feel like you're going back to
1: square one because everything is connected. And, and then you think what you're doing good is not working, but you're not following up. So it's like people will drink too much. It's like, okay, I want to lose some weight, but this weekend I'm going on a, a drink bench. Okay. Huh. Okay. It's not working. <laughs> See you next Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, right. Back in the gym again. Okay, <laughs> yeah. That's why I like Reiki because it's easy. It's so easy. There's no much to learn about it, you just need the basics. And then you follow what your body gives you and tells you because Reiki will help you to acknowledge what your body needs, what you need, when your mind needs, emotionally as well. So it's not only, it's so much benefits to, to, to Reiki, so much. I love that you just mentioned that because that's my next question. What are the benefits to Reiki healing? So many, so many, Let, w- where should I start? Emotional, definitely, I used it first. For that, with my child who had a bit of temper when he was younger, so he said, "Mommy, can you teach me Reiki?" Yes, and then he understood that he could use it every day. I use Reiki at school where I teach the kids. I use Reiki. Uh, uh, my local hospital uses Reiki for uh, cancer patients. It's wonderful. My neighbor, she goes there and she she didn't know about it, and she's like, oh "My God, Cindy, I just love it. It's just it's wonderful after chemo to have Reiki, or just before a treatment, a long treatment." Reiki is wonderful, also to to relieve any pain after a, a surgery, for example. It's a lifestyle. It gives you also, um, it helps you with stress management. And I'm, I'm about to start working with businesses, establishing programs for their staff. And it's wonderful because it creates a bond, you know, in the team because everyone is doing it. I do mostly Reiki group healings, so everyone is in a room. Everyone is sharing that pure love. They don't have to know each other deeply, but just um, using Reiki will bound them and they will start open up more. And I like the fact that um, the companies I work with, they have mostly men. And this is very interesting, you know, to see them opening up emotionally and realize that actually, like everyone else, they're allowed to express what they're feeling and they're also... Need to clear some things around them, and they also drop this poker face that they have at work because they have they're more in connection with their body, in their own self, their innate. And this is something that a lot of people are not used to. Yeah,
0: dropping the masks, removing the filters, just being ourselves. We're learning how to be ourselves, which is something that we've been denied the right to in the last decades,
1: centuries, I don't even know how long, but... When you yes. see children, they're all themselves. <laughs> they're all totally themselves. Sometimes it's too much information. You, realize, you think that as a mom, and then you realize actually you're in your power. You are fully in your power. You look at your child and you're like, oh my God, there's no filter. They're all just genuine. And Ricky helped you to do that. That's why I said it's a lifestyle. You use it every day, Once you have learned how to to do it on yourself or you see a a practitioner um, every week, for example, or a, a long treatment, depends on what you need it for. You release all those traumas because, you know, something that I found really interesting with some of my clients is when they come to Reiki, they remember the trauma that occurred in their childhood. And sometimes you just block it, your mind blocks it. Mm. And this is when they got back to this. You don't have to leave, relieve the, the experience, but acknowledge that it's there and you clear it. Wonderful thing with Reiki is the more you practice it, the more you receive that wonderful energy that is available to everyone, you realize how your life's changing. It's amazing. Everything is changing. You change career sometimes. Or do you decide you want to teach this because you want to share the love of it? That's what I'm doing. Uh, you, there's so much. You change your, your your food habits change. You know, all my clients will call me, oh, my God, I'm not attracted to this anymore. Oh, my God, I can hear voices because there's something else about Reiki. It's opening your clairvoyance, your clairaudience, your psychic abilities. And something that is very interesting is before I didn't like to talk about that Mm -hmm. Reiki, but now I have to because we are coming to a a new era of people discovering more and more about themselves and wanting to do the work themselves so yeah it's it's wonderful Ricky's it's, it's just easy and magical
0: i love it yeah it, it's allowing us to be more playful as well because when the mood has been uplifted it doesn't matter what kind of frequency we remain at is it more joyful is it more loving is it more peaceful more neutral it still is better than the anger than the shame and the guilt and a lot of people don't realize they're carrying that because once again it's the norm for them And if they grew up in narcissistic families and narcissistic environments, they have been placed into a box and they believe themselves to be that person within that box when essentially we're all limitless and we get to decide who we are, who we want to be, especially if we have not been acting in alignment with our values. We have a chance to make those adjustments. And it starts with the energy. If you want to change your life, energy really is one of those elements that we haven't acknowledged in the past decades. We've talked about mindset. We've talked about,
1: you know, healing the heart. But energy is crucial. It's interesting because people, when when we talk about well-being with people, they all just come with those list of numbers and statistics. But let's just talk about the human, the human need. The energy, the feeling the, is the feeling it's not about the numbers or how people if there are a more absenteeism at work, there is a reason let's look into it. why not because they just want to be at home. people like to work, they want to enjoy what they do, but if there's stress at work, there is too much pressure, there will always be pressure. But it's important to be able as an employer, for example, to give a tool to your staff, showing them that you do care about them because they're working for you. Okay, So it's like collaboration. They're working with you, not for you, I would say, with you. Mm. So they help you grow your business. So give them something. Show them that you care about what their feelings are. Give them the tools. You don't have to be a counselor. You're a business manager or business entrepreneur. Found people who will give them the tool. Be more compassionate about people you're working with and that you need anyway for your business to grow because without them you can't grow. So Reiki is one of those tools that you can give, like any other modality, but it's the easiest one. Yeah, it's a great point when people start preferring to work from home.
0: Sometimes it has to do with lifestyle change, like having kids and you know, relocating, but Oftentimes it's an environment of hostility that blocks your access to your inner child. So you need to protect your inner child, you need to protect your essence, your core. So you'd rather work from an environment that is a little bit remote from the work, even if you enjoy the work, so that you can preserve your sense of self. And unfortunately, Some employers are just not ready to have that conversation yet. But that's okay because there are other employers that are ready to have that conversation and they're going to attract more of the talented people that are also ascending, also awakening to these beautiful gifts that we have access to, even if they don't practice them, even if they just are aware of them at this point of the journey. If we think of innovation as a product of our mindset, fantastic. We can come up with amazing ideas. If we think of innovation as a product of our mindset and our heart set, our heart posture, even greater. We create communities. But now when we access that level of energy and those spiritual gifts, and we apply them into innovation, and we get our guidance from our higher selves,
1: there's no limit to what we can achieve. (laughs) There is no limit. And what an employer has to understand is, once your staff know that they are limitless, they will give you their best. Because Mm -hmm. not everyone wants to be an employer, uh, an entrepreneur. Some are happy just to be employees because of their lifestyle, their family. But it's nice to know that your employer, you can go and talk to them if there's something wrong in you or you have a challenge in your family or anything. It's really compassion for yourself Mm -hmm. and others. Simple as that. Yeah. And reminding
0: people that there's always room for growth because I think I've experienced that. I've been in environments where my growth was suppressed because the people that I worked with didn't want me to outgrow them or the environment or for, for. I'm not quite sure, but sometimes people kind of project onto you their limitations because they're not ready to do the work. But I think when we start encouraging one another to break through those limitations, that's when we get our breakthroughs in life. And we do that together. We, you know, ascend higher together and we create together. We're a little bit far away
1: from that part of the journey and we're not too far that's why you see that i like to go to businesses and do group healing session because we're all doing the work together the energy vibration is much higher mm. when we are group because there's a power of the group if you see that in the room there are other people working it makes you want to do more as well i don't you know i believe that we're going to an era where everyone will finally understand that there is room for everybody competition will be with you yourself,
0: not with others yeah yeah and i think the bullies of society might experience some of the consequences for their actions because bullying essentially is an act of immaturity and we see that even with adults they just refuse to grow up so i think that might be a shift that we see in society those that are refusing to grow up and ascend and you know they will suffer the consequences by maybe repeating cycles or maybe just getting stuck in life but
1: you know, we have something that it's very important to always remember. We have a free
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You have a choice. Do you want to grow and be a better person? Do the work. You're not interested where you be left.
0: Oh yeah. Big time.
1: Yeah. Big time this time. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So my next question would be, how can one begin to practice Reiki? You know, we've talked about the powers of you know changing your energetic frequency of embodying more of your higher self more of your inner child more of that playfulness but how can actually one start to unlock some of their abilities and some of their inner knowledge around energy management
1: i would say for a total beginner just to go and get yourself uh, some reiki sessions so you have many reiki sessions i said many because once you can't really know you're not sure, certain but once you have two three four sessions you can have understanding and you, you can feel the benefit that it's bringing to your life so you can actually decide all right i want to learn and start doing self-healing of myself so you found a certified uh, reiki master teacher and uh, It will take one or two days to uh, learn Reiki, depending on what they decide. Every master teacher decides how he's going to give the the knowledge of Reiki. Once you have done Reiki level one, it's recommended about 21 days to process Reiki before you go on to the level two. That's the minimum, I would say, because I met some people who have done 10 years between level one and and level two, really, it's uh, because once you have done le- level one, you can do the self-healing on yourself, you can do it on your friends and family and dogs and, uh, and pets. It's amazing. And then you decide you want to deepen your knowledge, so you go and also maybe work with Reiki, have clients and uh, paid sessions. So you go to learn Reiki level two, where you will be introduced to the uh, Reiki symbols and more, of course, knowledge about Reiki. And most of all, how to conduct a session with clients, how to be authentic, but also follow the rules. Because depending on on the country where you live, there is such sets of rules that you have to follow and you have all your papers in, in place. And then if you really realize this is what I want to do. I want to be teaching Reiki. You don't have to do it full-time. I know some friends who I used to work on uh, an, an airline company and people would practice Reiki on the side. That's why I, I started with, I was working, doing something else and I was practicing Reiki on the side. Just have a few clients just to practice because you, the more you practice Reiki and the more you, mm-hmm. you, you deepen your knowledge, but the more you feel the energy, you elevate your vibrations. So it's an amazing feeling. And then you want to teach people how to teach Reiki. This is Reiki level three, and this is the master level and from then you just decide what you want to do re- with Reiki. But it can take one year. For me, it was one year, I've done everything in one year because I was doing something else with energy healing before. So for me, it was just uh, something I wanted to teach energy healing to people, but not the one that I knew already because it takes a long time to learn transmediumship. So Reiki was the easiest uh, door for me to be able to attract people and teach them the values that and the benefits I gained from energy healing.
0: I love that. Imagine the future of businesses where people go to the office and everyone is high vibrational. And we are not worried about the fear. We're not worried about the deadlines. We're not worried about did that project get finished? Am I going to get fired? It's about how can I bring my skills? How can I bring my knowledge? How can we co-create something together? It just shifts the mindset around going to work and it shifts the priorities of the company as well. And now we have these meetings where people are actually shining with their gifts, with their talents, with their research. They're not being put on the spot to be examined, but they're put on the sp- in the spotlight so that they can shine with their authenticity with their energy so absolutely fantastic one question that comes to mind though is for the people that are might be worried if i start to heal those around me or even myself where does the energy go where does that dark energy go because we know that energy doesn't get destroyed it just gets transformed but we've i've heard at least some concerns of people that are saying well you're taking all of that negative energy from somebody what what do you do with it
1: i don't take it on me first of all Mm -hmm to understand who is Reiki, you are just a vessel. You're not doing anything. You're just a vessel. You facilitate that energy to flow through you. It's a loving act that you, 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 you're you doing for someone, and the energy is doing the work, really. The energy, for me, everyone has his own belief. For me, the energy goes back to, the, uh, to motherhood. It's gonna be transmitted in positive energy. Ah, is not coming back to me, definitely not. It just goes where it needs to go. Because like you say, energy doesn't stop, it just flows. So because I had a different training in energy healing, I have my techniques to just speak to the energy that is leaving the uh, client body to go back to Mother Earth. Simple, I'll go back to the light, go back to the universe. There's so many things that you can say. But in my uh, intention, I know that the energy is just going to Mother Earth, back to where it came from, back to the source. Yes, that's
0: Mm -hmm. it. There are two visuals that are coming to mind right now. Maybe these are two different approaches based on the power of your visualization and the intentions. But one is you quite literally acting as that vacuum that you know kind of sucks it with one hand and gives it back to source with the other hand. The other visual is you embodying love, your whole body becoming that white light of love and you transmuting as you're applying that love forward. So there is nothing to return because it's already been transformed. And from darkness, light has been created almost.
1: Yes, I agree with you. Both are perfect. Mm-hmm. You choose the one that you want. The the only thing it's good for you to know and to reassure that is not coming back to you. There is no way. It is not. So there's no no reason to be scared of it because it's not you anyway. It's the energy that you allow to flow through. You. So yeah, both of them are, are are really good. Really good. It's just about beliefs, you know
0: and the intentions whatever intentions you said because if energy can heal energy can also hurt and we've all experienced you know people with projections people with hatred people with envy that is energy being directed at you and if you have a group of people talking bad about you and sending you negative intentions that is negative energy towards you and some people are actually walking in life feeling miserable because people are attacking them energetically which is not something that we're talking about openly as well we're talking about gossip we're talking about bad friends but we're not actually talking about the effects on your energetic field and what that means for your success for your purpose for your relationship for karma and so on and so on and so on so i think this is a very important conversation that we're starting as a society
1: you're right it is but you know when you work with energy you have to learn how to ground yourself protect your energy you have to protect Each time I have a client, I protect my energy before I see them. Not because I'm scared they're going to do this something to me, but I'm an energy worker. I have maybe 10 clients. No, not 10. Not anymore. At the beginning, you want to have a lot of clients. But now, two, three a day, that's not much. You don't want much because they're long sessions sometimes. But um, I have to ground myself saying my energy is here and it's staying there. So when I finish with my client, I will just wash my hands or, or do something and reground myself and make sure that the connection between me and the client is a bit because you have to cut that connection. First of all, I do not want clingy clients, you know, because some practitioners, they have those clients who come back and come back. And the only thing they want is the client to come back and come back. It's a celebrity worship kind of model. Let oh. me be the savior figure in your life no i am not that so i cut the connection because i want you to be in your energy Mm -hmm. my energy so there's a lot of protocols that you need to learn when you work with energy it's very fundamental because i remember when i started with trans trans mediumship trans healing i didn't know about all that i didn't pay really much attention in in the class about this part of the the, Mm -hmm. the most important you learned the hard way oh i did but not anymore. Now I'm experienced enough to know that I have to protect my energy. And like you said, words have power. Everything is energy. Sometimes people don't realize they're hurting you in the, the words they're using. They don't know they're hurting you by talking behind your back. But you see, something that's very interesting is the more I developed myself with Reiki, my Claire or all my clairs were very enlightened very opened all the time so I would dream about people I will have an image I will know and sometimes you know you are very surprised mm-hmm. good friends in your face and you dream about them so you have a warning from your innate your higher self telling you watch out this one. Oh, you wake up you're just like wow Why? Because I work so much on myself that I trust my intuition. I I can trust the messages that my inner guidance are giving me. And everyone can do that because some people think, oh yeah, you're privileged because you're a medium, you know this, this. No, I teach it to total beginners. Once they realize they can do this, they're like, wow, amazing. But yeah, it's something that was given to us. We just, we don't know our own power. I would say that there are certain lineages right now on earth that have more gifts
0: to be activated in this lifetime versus, you know, you might have the same gifts as everybody else, but it's not your time to activate them in this lifetime. So don't project envy and jealousy when you see somebody around you to do that. Because as you mentioned, prophetic dreams for those that are getting their gifts activated, they are very real. They're very, very vivid. And you are going to wake up with the emotions as well. Cause just like you had that prophetic dream and it, the dream, it's pretty much said, leave everyone behind. Nobody had your back. So imagine how you go from that point forward. You got to trust that guidance.
1: You have to. You, you have no choice. Mm-hmm. You have no choice because if you don't trust that guidance, you will feel this kind of uncomfort in, in yourself. Mm-hmm until you follow the guidance trust me because you really want to see to stay friends with those people sometimes you're thinking now nah, even oh it was nothing well until you have another dream mm-hmm. so you no know, we're telling you you need to leave those people behind okay because the thing is you know we're so comfortable in our uh, life with friends with family sometimes family that you don't want to change But actually, once you have left those people behind, there's a door opening that you knew people. And I always say to my student, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to go into their face and say, oh, I know you do this, did that. No, once you have the intention in your head of, okay, I had enough, I know, I trust my intuition, I'm not going to see that person anymore. You release them with love as well, with understanding. I understand that you haven't matured to the level that I have. I release you. You continue your journey, I continue mine. No need to be arrogant and thinking, oh, she's not on my level. No, it's just that you have decided to do the work. Obviously, you're growing. So you can't take everyone behind because they're not doing the work. It's simple as that. So... It's, it's very hard uh, at the beginning.
0: you know. It's hard because you genuinely have no one to talk to at that point of that transition because you haven't aligned with your soul tribe just yet. Uh, no, yeah. And you're realizing that the past people, they were teachers, but they weren't necessarily aligned with your soul. They were more to do with your karma so that you can go through the dark bits and work through them. And one phenomenon that I experienced as well, which is probably clear audience, but I could actually hear people's kind of like laughter, and but, but it's mocking laughter. And you'd be like, Oh, okay. So that's why I had that dream. This is confirmation that they didn't actually have good intentions for me. Because if you don't have bad intentions for people, you don't understand how they can be capable of having bad intentions, but not everyone operates with the same frequency of love and understanding like you.
1: It's a lesson that I had to learn, but you just, like we said, no grudge. Thanks to them, you you come to the point that where you are today, you're growing because they were on a plan, you know, on a soul plan that did agree to to disturb your life so you could learn. Why do you see repeating patterns in your life? It's because you haven't learned the lesson. Mm -hmm. So someone's going to come into your life, they're going to do something to you, you're going to break up and you're going to find someone straight away after. It's going to do the same to you. Work on yourself. Love yourself. Mm-hmm. Learn the listen. Understand. Because by learning yourself, which really helps you to do that, by learning yourself and what it's okay or not, putting your boundaries, trust me, you will never attract the same person anymore. You have to be fed up with it. Though. You
0: have to say enough. I, I, I learned it. That's it. That's you know. it. One of the things that, you know, you just mentioned is I think very crucial when it comes to our self-empowerment and self-healing and becoming the amazing individuals that we're all capable of is learning to be on our own so that we can figure out what it is that we want to bring into the world, who it is that we're actually within beyond all the conditioning. And that is something that has been made impossible based on all the movies that we're watching and all the programming that's all around us because yes we're social beings but if we don't know who we are and what we're trying to achieve we're just going to say yes to everything and everyone and we're not going to be able to actually direct our energy in the right direction so that's why i think reiki right now is very important and that is my last question to you how does reiki connect to our 5d ascension based on your experience so far and
1: i teach online and we experience the 5D before we can feel it already because as an energy healer and a, a worker like you, you must be feeling already the 5D. And something that we question that people always ask me, oh, we're moving to another planet. No, 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 no. 3D is a dim- dimension, is a dimension. Mm-hmm. 5D is a dimension, is a consciousness. The mm-hmm. word is consciousness, shift in the consciousness. So how Reiki is going to help you is, is see Reiki as a bridge. It is taking you to the 5D conscious. It's taking you to that new consciousness. Is helping you to navigate the new energies that are coming on this earth because they are heavy. And when I say heavy, it's heavy if you have baggages. Because Reiki, like any, any uh, other energy healing, is teaching you how to get rid of trauma, to get rid of burdens that you're carrying for many lives sometimes. So your body can be lighter to receive the new energies on us. I had to change my lifestyle completely. I used to work for Rich Owens and suddenly I hated my job. And even me, I couldn't understand. I was talking to my partner. like, what is wrong with me? I can't stand it anymore. And, you know, I thought I would retire there. I was just learning and learning because I was so craving for mm-hmm. learning about energy healing, learning about mediumship, learning about all those things that, was opening myself and teaching me so much about me that I was doing a lot. And the more you do, and the more you reject things that are not meant to be in your life. So I give up my job. Changed my way of eating. I used to eat meat every day. Can't do that no more. I used to drink wine because I was in a wine school in France. Can't do that no more. I, I love the smell of wine, but I can't drink it. So I love wine, but I can't drink it. I had to change my lifestyle completely. My body is lighter. And when I say that to people, it's not about losing weight. <laughs> it's energy weight, energy heaviness. Reiki is helping you to really raise your vibration so you're ready for the new energies coming I do not like to scare people, but if you don't do the work, I don't want to be in your shoes. Because even though I'm doing the work, I can feel exhausted with the energy sometimes. I can feel depressed, but because I'm doing the work, I can acknowledge it straight away, and I know it's because I'm not grounded. But if you don't know, for example, what is grounding yourself, oh dear, you're going to be very confused, lost, i give you an example. During a session with my students, we were both, one of my students, we were both channeling. We were stuck in the energy. The other were, were experiencing what we were experiencing. So all the students could see, we were all connected to the energy, to source, but a certain high 5D. I can say 5D because the energy was so high, we felt like alone in the world, just the group, and we could see what was coming onto Earth. And the the spirit guides, the helpers, and they make us feel what someone who doesn't work would feel. And Mm -hmm. even us thinking we are kind of getting ready. We are ready. But even though we are ready for the 5D, we are going to be shocked. Yes, the split. The split is done. The Mm -hmm. split is done. And what I saw is like a wave bouncing on the earth. So I don't know how it's going to show up. In 2020, he up I knew something was coming. We knew in class that something was coming and we had the COVID. So everything was standstill. But this time, it's something that no one has experienced before. The energy was something that I can't even explain to you. And I could see so much that I'm telling you that if people don't learn today how to ground themselves, how to stay grounded and not be so bothered about what's going outside mm-hmm. there will be able to sustain the energies that are coming because it's about that it's about being ready in your body to support the new energy of earth because earth is rising a vibration so every living being on earth has to rise the vibration and this is what we're feeling and um, you know a demonstration of this it's worth the craziness that's happening in the, in the world at the moment. It's crazy. You're just thinking, what on earth is happening is the energy. The, the vibration is rising. People are not ready for it. So they are losing their mind. I mean, they're all talking yeah. about those bombs and as if it was nothing, as if our life was nothing, you know? The way that I was kind of guided
0: on my awakening journey is that we have the school of life where we ascend, where we graduate and so on and so on. And we have the game. And the gamers, they don't want to do the work. They want to keep the level here so that they can keep killing, destroying, abusing, manipulating. So they still think they can get away with it by trying to pull the wool over our eyes and kind of keep the illusion going on. But the veil has been lifted because they don't have control over keeping the veil. The spiritual, the school has increased in numbers. And if you check online videos, if you check, you know, social media platforms with these breaking news, all the comments are like, We see through the illusion. This is not real. This is because we've been told for many years the spiritual people are the glitches in the system. No. The people creating wars, these are the glitches. We're here to remove the glitches that are trying to create fear, anger, suppression, oppression. And we're just seeing it more clearly than ever before. This is not right. Killing people, killing souls. But as you mentioned, there is going to be a split and some souls, unfortunately, will be lost in that flow
1: of frequency already yeah but you know something that um my guides were telling us during class don't feel so sorry for those uh, lost souls because i'm mm-hmm. not very lost you know it's their plan they have come here you know what they show me in my class you could see a battlefield and you know there's always a first line going first and then you have the rest behind they are that lying, those people are dying. Of course, it's horrible, they are dying. You're losing years. a lot of people losing their family. You can see uh, among celebrities, a lot of people dying just like, like that out of the blue. Mm-hmm. And you see all those war, but those people, they are creating the path for us. They are creating that opening of understanding. Without them dying, People don't move. It's a, it's sad. It's sad about that. It's, I'd I'd say there's
0: another type of lost souls that we're gonna see also. People that have lost their minds. Oh are yeah. on earth they're gonna continue to be on earth, but they have completely severed their connection to their higher self. And I think it's a choice they've made on purpose because they thought it's gonna be much easier. Because I have a theory, everybody hears the call of the universe when they turn at the specific age and some people prefer to drown it with alcohol, with bad habits, with addictions because they're not strong enough. And at some point that guilt, that shame starts to eat them alive and they turn on their own kids because they don't want their kids to awaken and see them for who they are. Unfortunately, if the kids are doing the work, if they have been appointed, a certain figure in this big plan there's nothing they can do and they have to stay and watch and face what they've done and maybe it's not going to be in this lifetime or maybe in the next few lifetimes where they get that redemption but as you mentioned don't feel sorry about the people that are not awakening because the work that you're going to do in your lifetime is going to have horrible effects for generations to come within your own family line in particular so connect with that
1: yeah yeah just by clearing your own traumas you're clearing the ancestral lineage so, and this is heavy. I had to do it. I'm still doing it. It's wonderful because you do, people think, oh, it's selfish. You're doing for yourself. No, I'm doing for my, my, the next generation as well. Everyone has a plan, and you're just here to follow yours so you can help others if that's the plan for you. Yes, it is sad to see all those words, the kids, the kids coming and But I do not want to put myself in that energy. I did at the beginning, and I was just reprimanded by God, just reminding me, remember who you are and why you are here. Yes, you're sad because I'm a mother. So I feel that pain for a mother in a war situation that can't deliver a baby because there's no hospitals. But I also know that this woman is part of the whole story she's part of the script yes and there's two things i've been have to say one is
0: the children that have departed early on their souls are pure they haven't made any contracts with the evil because there are some adults that have actually made deals with the darkness oh, yes. whether it's black magic whether it's words that they've spoken you know all kinds of things that we don't know about yeah. that they're refuse they're gonna take those things to the grave with them they have contributed to the dark agenda more so than these children because these children their souls have come here in those bodies they're returning back they're gonna come back they're not gonna have the karma they're not gonna have that clearing to do they're gonna just continue to live more abundantly and i know that takes a little bit of a mindset shift because you know we're still refusing to uh, you know say that reincarnation is real and we come back and so on and so on but one more thing is coming to my mind is every single thing is orchestrated perfectly and you can listen to the voices that are saying oh you're selfish or you're not doing enough you can watch online oh what kind of spiritual warrior are you if you're just thinking about yourself these are people throwing projections and what you just said if you are on this path of raising your energy of trying to heal and helping others heal This is the most selfless way of being possible. And only narcissistic people will tell you that you're selfish because they do not understand what you're doing because they haven't had the clearing to ascend to the level where they can be that. They can only operate from the ego and the ego is here. And they're projecting that you're selfish because you're not paying attention to their, sorry for the better, black word, bullshit.
1: (laughs) They can't manipulate you, Mm -hmm. so you're selfish. Obviously, they can't understand you, so you're selfish. But that's Mm -hmm. the thing. This path is a lonely path. You are by yourself, but Reiki helps you to sustain this loneliness because it becomes addictive. I love being on my own. I love people, but I decide who are allowed in my energy. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that Reiki takes you to. It's showing you who you are, who you truly are, really. And that's why you become so in love with yourself that you can share that love with other people. It's just pure unconditional love. And the 5D, it's that. Where people are working together. You know, when when you see, for example, a student shining, you don't think, I did that. I say, oh, wow, that's beautiful. We are working together. It's not the ego is still there. But embracing that new consciousness that is within you. And you just be, just be, and you accept it for who you are when you go to work. So, like you say, in the room, it's not competition anymore. Mm-hmm. How can we do this together? And we use everyone's talents. It's not about qualification anymore, it's about your own talent. How can you bring something together that will show the world that we can work together?
0: Sorry, this applies to both the family and the schools and the workplaces. It's not you being the, the mother, the father, the teacher, the boss, the mentor that says, I did that. It's you. Yeah. Wow, I knew this person was capable of this, but I, I really had a part to play in helping them unlock it on their own because we're seeing a lot of families that are spinning out of the program where the parents are still, well, I raised you, you owe me, or the the bosses that are, I gave you the chance, you owe me me.
1: It. I grew up with this. You owe so, me. What? No, you know what? I always say, even my little boys are annoying sometimes, but I owe so much to what they brought to me that incredible love. They're mm-hmm. teaching me so much that they think I'm the the, the parents, but oh, actually, I'm always observing them. And any challenge that I have with them, I realize how they're teaching me how to be a better person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what you do with your students as well, with anyone that you are in relationship with they are there to teach you something.
0: I'd say children and students, they're like gifts that are presented to you when you're ready to take care of them. But in return, they're teaching you things because the more you discover how the gift operates, the more you understand how you can be a better person to handle them with great care. And this sense of um, codependency, it needs to be removed from the system going forward. So I think Reiki is going to help us co-create collaborate be in a state of unity because that is how we change the narrative we can't do it on our own we need to go through this journey alone and i think this was one of the downloads while we were talking that the healing journey was the most difficult thing i've ever gone through in my life it was the most difficult heavy burdensome thing but if i didn't which took about a year or two years and it's still ongoing but less so I saw a glimpse of what my life would have been and I would have been carrying all of these bags for years thinking, well, why aren't things working for me? Because I refuse to let go of the bag. I know.
1: It's, it's, it did that to me as well, you know? And it's scary when they show you what, what your life could have been. Like, oh, no, no, no. Oh, it's close. <laughs> I know. It's just so bad. It's like, oh, really? But yeah, because we are, the human race, like to cling on stuff. No, no, It's mine. Mm-hmm mine i'm gonna keep it no no. just release all this and feel light and receive be open yourself to receive Mm -hmm. what you are you came here for that but you need to do the work to be able Mm -hmm. to allow to enjoy it so
0: yeah yeah. and be mindful of your ego because your ego is going to try to stop you
1: (laughs) oh it's going to try i'm telling you how many times i heard no you can't do that and then you start doubting yourself and then Mm -hmm. you more guidance. Usually I wait more guidance, more guidance. I say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop talking to me, ego. And then you do it. Sounds oh, good I did that. I did it. But um, it's a fight. It's a fight with yourself every day. But the more you, um, you practice it, you don't hear the voice. It's just in the background. It's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> because it's still... It's always going to be in the background. It's always going to be,
0: yeah. Fear and self-doubt. They're the number one sign of spiritual warfare. But the more you fight these battles, the more you become a spiritual gangster. So, you know.
1: Exactly. You like that. Spiritual gangster. I'm a spiritual gangster. <laughs> Definitely.
0: Yeah. It's like a the airbender quite literally you just navigate the energy and you dance around the room and you shift the energy and you're creating your own patterns you can create whatever you want to create use use your mind use your visualization powers and honestly if you want to live in a temple in your mind you can if you want to have a
1: garden with roses you can nobody's stopping you exactly but you know it's funny because when you say that to people who people who haven't done the work oh yeah she's a bit cuckoo she's about yeah she's living in the fairy tales yeah, I heard that so many times. Oh yeah, my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, don't worry. But you know, that's the thing. If you were chosen to do that, it's because you can do it. You have the power. It takes a lot of
0: strength. It, it takes. You know, don't feel bad about the others, but also give them a little bit of compassion because maybe they're just not as strong as you are. So don't, you know, don't boast with your strength. But Know, know it. Be grounded in that knowing. I am strong enough to handle whatever comes my way. And some days I'm even surprised that my believe in myself but in those days i know yes i've done the work if i am disconfident in my ability to handle any challenge i've done
1: the work sometimes you know uh, my guide's always remind me give a little time <laughs> yeah Just give to- yourself some good do forget we do forget you know we mm-hmm. we uh, for myself I can be so hard, so hard on myself because sometimes you're like, oh, you you should know about that. You should know that. Yes. Okay, I'm human. You really become that
0: teacher that can point in seconds. This is trauma. This is lack of habit. This is lack of consistency. But we do that to ourselves as well. We wake up and we examine and it's like, here, this, this and that. Instead of, hey, you're doing a great job. And then that sets the tone in a different direction. Yeah, Yeah.
1: it's good to say that because I had a little couple of months where I forgot to do that. I just give myself some Reiki. And then I I get back into the pattern and realize, yeah, you have to give yourself love every day.
0: Because tough love, old school, that's the old matrix. We're moving to unconditional
1: love. Exactly. And you know what's interesting is I have two boys. And I remember the old school thinking, oh, come on, man up. Do this, do that. And actually, no. hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. Correct myself. So no. And anyway, they're there. The new children. The, I say the new children because they won't let that happen. You can't say man up to my children. If They want to cry. They cry. They will express their feelings so deeply to me sometimes. It's like, I'm like, okay, this is new. They <laughs> so really, really are in the divine feminine. So I know they are very grounded at balanced, everything is perfect in their little bodies. And I can tell you, remind me, they remind me of this every day. If I step the wrong way, they will tell me, or mommy, you said that you shouldn't say that to me, you heard my feeling. I would never say that to my children, yeah. um, to, to my parents. I, w- I couldn't do that. I couldn't say to my parents, you heard my feeling. Uh, well,
0: I'm doing that now. I'm teaching myself to do that. And as soon as I hear something that's not right, I'm like, no, you can't say that, yeah. that's not okay. It might be okay to you because you've heard it. Somebody has treated you that way. It's not okay for me. Like yeah. You have to be a little bit strict with those boundaries. If you want to keep those people in your life, you have to make sure that the boundaries are there because I found that there are certain people that cannot come with me, like friends from high school, especially, university. But your family, you chose that family for a reason. So if there is something
1: that you still need to do together, you have to reparent them, not the other way yeah. around. No. It's this is really that, you know, you have to reparent them, but some of your family, you know you you're gonna have to leave them behind. At
0: some point because of the split, because the mission will take you away. But that doesn't mean that it's gonna be end of goals the same boundaries. It's more to do with the energetic work does
1: not allow us to remain in the same field, same room,
0: same city even. And
1: yes. You see I'm from Paris and I had to move to England. I knew I had to to separate myself from my mother. My energy could just not allow mm. anymore the trauma, so I had to go. So that was the first step for me until I started to work with myself and have my children. The the energy, the 5D won't allow anything in your energy field that is not meant to be there.
0: Yes, and, and sometimes what I found on my journey is that you will be placed back into certain rooms, environments so that you can be the example where people cannot say anything, cannot do anything because the divine is teaching a lesson through you and you can be aware of it because as intuitive channelers, we receive that guidance. We know exactly what we need to do. We know that we're being moved in a specific direction. We're, we're the servants of the divine and that is a very noble position. And I think if somebody tries to mess with us because we're servants of the divine, we're also servants of karmic justice and it's not just unconditional love. And I think that's where people, you know, that have taken advantage of our naivety in the past, they get to experience a different side of us. And we don't need to do anything. We just embody ourselves and we allow them to see themselves in the mirror that we are for them.
1: That's what I always say to people. Sometimes, you know, it's very interesting you said, you talked about a mirror because I have been called names and I just say nothing, you know. I didn't think it was the need for me to say anything. Mm -hmm. It was calling me. Exactly the name that he embodies, perfect mirror. The, the, I heard the, 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 the clairvoyant, clairaudience, Cindy, you're the mirror. I just smiled. I just smiled. And I thought, this is interesting. Interesting that you're using the word that I would actually use for you, but I'm not like that. I'm just being myself. And this is where you realize you are just there to be who you are, to be living by example, and you become their mirror and their I learn from you, from from you being in your power, basically.
0: And justice is being delivered through you not reacting because you're grounded. So it's really about them saying something that they should not have said. That is what activates the karma back. And and
1: you know, it was so interesting because I was even surprising myself not saying anything. I smiled and I smiled and I heard my guy speaking in my head, you're a mirror. So it doesn't matter to me anymore. You know, people can call me anything it's just uh, i'm 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 too content to worry about what people will call me you know I, I just teach to people who wants to learn simple as that yeah and there's also something that people don't realize is when you're on this spiritual journey
0: and you're doing it alone you're going to face so much darkness that nobody prepares you for the kind of darkness you're going to experience darkness that the people closest to you have thrown your away when you were maybe even a child sometimes and you have to deal with that you have to hold space for you you have to heal and then realize well it didn't kill me that means i'm strong right i'm a survivor but now I'm more than just a survivor. I'm a fighter in this huge war, like you mentioned. And this is not a war that is between countries. It's a war between the light and the dark. And one of the responsibilities of people that are healers is also being able to shift between the light and the dark so that they can actually reach people and understand where they have lost some of their spark. Because sometimes we lose ourselves in the light as well, where we yeah. get too judgmental and we think, oh no, I, I can't do that, that's bad. So we're we're going too much into the light and too much into that superficial light living and we
1: all experience that my teacher called this spiritual ego we have to explain that to realize the extreme on both sides but um, once you are alone like you said reiki help you to the self-love so you can actually have that space within you to give compassion to others because you give it to yourself and then you can become very patient and resilient on this path Oh my God! I remember months, one month, darkness, dark night of the souls, But there's not only one. There's so many. I remember mm-hmm. when I first heard the the term, I thought, Oh yeah, there's only one. I passed mine, and then you get another one, and then you get another one. But mm-hmm. the good thing about it is, each time you have one, you know that it's another step. This two shall pass. Yes. Oh, these two show pass. Yes, all these two show pass. I'm out of it. And then you think you think everything's good. <laughs> another one. <laughs> It's, uh, it's very hard and people don't realize, you know, it, there's a lot of depression on this journey. A lot of short ones, but depressions because you're just in the dark and people don't understand you and you feel alone. And I remember at the beginning, really at the beginning, one teacher said to me, you're so connected to yourself. me." Because my question to him was, why do I feel so much like I want to go back to source? I do not want to be here. He looked at me and his guide spoke through him and said, it's because you're so connected, you have to learn how to grow on yourself more. Mm-hmm. Although you're very spiritual, you still have work to do. And so you have to be fully present. People We've don't... all
0: chosen to be here. I think this is one of the misconceptions. Uh, I've heard a lot of people saying, oh, it's going to split. We're going to have a new planet. We're all going to stand. We're going to be light beings. We're going to be like butterflies yeah, and so on and so on. We're going to go back home. was like, this is your home this is our home we're reclaiming it we're planting seeds of knowledge of flowers of nature we're redefining the industries if you think you're going to go somewhere else you're not doing the work you're not spreading awareness you're not grounding information around business structures because all of this healing is not just for us to be woo woo and live somewhere else if it was we wouldn't be here on earth we would be in a different planet where that was possible we're here so that we can bring that positive change grounded through actions we're, we're going there Yeah,
1: yeah. Totally. but the thing is you know it's time is it's nothing for spirit work that it can be in 10 20 30 years but i know for sure that we are going to leave the the beginning the, the beginning so we're going to experience it we're lucky that we have come here to experience the we're going to be the pioneer, basically
0: mm-hmm. the
1: parents of this <laughs> uh, no, it's, i think it's amazing to do that To know that like you said you are limitless so that's mm-hmm. the whole thing about it there's no more competition that's why i want to teach to the the most people i can because once they're gone they're on the journey of course i'm always going to be there to assist but they don't have to do the way that I taught them. I remember um, back in the days, you know, they would keep everything secret. And that's why I grew up in a family where although I had healers among my family, nothing was spoken about. So it was just behind doors. And I used to be like the little mouse and wanted to see and know what's going on. But now, that new 5D consciousness is where we share. Yes. You'll see a lot of collaboration. Everything I do in my business now is I, I has to have some sort of collaboration. People work together because we come out of an old energy where everything was focused on the individual. We're now, not thinking anymore. I've done, this, I've, done that. I've done so many masters and blah, 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 blah. I'm the CEO of this. I'm top, on top of this. I'm on top of this, but I don't want anyone to reach me no everyone should be able to go on the top as well because they're not going to compete with you anyway because you're unique in your own loving light. you're unique anyway i've seen that with
0: spiritual communities as well they have created these beautiful platforms and it's like a fortress you're not allowed in well what's the point What is the point? You call yourself spiritual leaders. You're not giving access to people that are awakening and ascending. What's the point? The point is for us to create these bridges and connect and empower one another as we're creating changes in the local communities. It's not about one stage where you elevate your artists, your creators. So there's a sense of disappointment that I think I'm channeling through the divine. It's not even my disappointment, but it's some people have got it so wrong. They have all the opportunities and all the access, all the resources, and they're not using it to the max because their ego is still there, telling them, "Look at me,
1: look at me." Yeah, no, we're not going to look at you. I'm going to cure you. Come on, look. And because they have so much up going up to the nose, that think they are doing the everything. Spirit doesn't exist anymore. Some, some of them are really yes. bad. Yes or oh, darling you're going to you know someone said to me it's not going you're going to lose your skill or talent but you're going to see that spirit's not going to be interested in you anymore fall from grace exactly because you have to stay humble you are giving this power of being able to help others, you're empowering others. You're
0: bringing their light back online. It's not about you shining the brightest or you being in the middle of a community where the mice are walking around you. Yeah. Because on some level, you think
1: yourself as the the
0: queen, or you know, it's I had yeah. A lot
1: of workshop like this, yeah. a lot of teachers like that. I was uh, had a lot of disappointments. The teacher is there to teach you, and then during the whole class, is the only one talking. Mm-hmm. I've done this, I've done that. No, I don't want to go to a class where you're talking about what you've done and what, how you excelled. Give me yes example, because you teach by example. So yes. sometimes it's, used to, it's good to use your own experiences to make sure that your students understand what you're explaining. And my guide likes to, they like to do this, but they need to practice. You need to let them have a go as well, because that's why they're there, you know? so are not here to, for you to write a book about your, your, your processes and all yeah. your uh, wonderful things that you've done in your life as a healer, no.
0: And that's the, the breaking news. We can all channel. We can all channel books, products, services, And the world's gonna get a more magical and amazing place when we actually learn how to do it. It's not about gatekeeping so that five people in the world can channel and the rest five million can go to those five people. No, it's about onboarding people and you teach them because after five years, even though you were channeling, after five years, you might be leading. After five years, you might be creating something else. It's about you shifting that power so that somebody else can teach and somebody else can teach. And the silent revolution is happening as the global leaders that are, you know, connected to darker agendas can you continue know, whatever they're doing.
1: It's interesting we're talking about that because I know someone, she goes to retreat, healing retreat. She learns from this celebrity. Uh, and every year she goes to this retreat. Every year. And then I'm like, are you going to stop on there? Maybe do something with it? No. They're just like to, It's uh, like, It's running a program. The yeah, program has been exactly. installed in her mind. So. A, but you know what? The thing is, it's not her fault. It's that guy. Yeah, yeah, no, no. It's they're exciting. converting people to be obsessed yeah. with them. That's why I was explaining it earlier. I do not want... I love my students. They're wonderful. But I hope they're going to leave me one day. <laughs> you no. know, I hope they're going to leave me one day. I love them. I'm always going to be there to support them. But if I'm teaching you how to shine your light, it's not to keep you... Yeah. Ready, mm-hmm. It's no... You have to, and for me, it was hard. I remember with my teachers at the first and my guide would like, say, okay, now you're ready. You, you're ready to start teaching, but you want to stay because you, you don't know you can do it. You will always have a, a tower moment where you have to go. So you know when you're done, your, your job is done with a teacher. Or they will tell you, listen, you're ready now. Not that I don't like you. If it's an honest teacher, it will tell you, go and start this on your own. Of course, you can come back and help. I will support you. But as a teacher, you have to be humble and to be true to yourself and recognize when a student is ready to go and not just keeping them for money or anything else because some people, they do that. And I see this person who keep going to the same workshop every year. And I'm like, you're spending so much money and you have so much talent that you could do this on your own now. But no. It's so addictive to those people. And I believe this person that is so famous, is the all energy anyway, the all yeah. energy. So that's why I do not so, like so much those big events and retreat with those fa- famous names online. Because it's a doctor this or doctor that. I just never felt the energy was right for me. I couldn't agree more.
0: And the way that I set up my business, was I was guided to do that. Yeah. Start recording these conversations, shipping the information out. It's not about charging people for that. Offer services, but don't offer them in the sense of I want to coach you for ten months. No, I want to coach you for five sessions. Five sessions is yeah. enough for you. Transfer some of that knowledge. Maximum five sessions. Yeah, even one conversation can change somebody's life. What's the point of having these clients for years? It's like the therapist office. You go for years and you still have trauma. Because that person is not yeah. helping you heal the trauma. That person is helping you with the surface it's level.
1: In the pockets, Yeah. What person's doing. And,
0: and so prescribing you drugs. drugs, which is yeah. sort of holistic healing. Holistic healing is about learning how to heal with your energy, with your mindset. Turning back to nature. Cleaning your diet. A, a cleaning your diet means removing those pills. Those pills are there to keep you sick. And the food.
1: And the friends. It's clearing everything so you here as a therapist as a holistic coach to give them tools so they could do it on their own to start working they need to start doing the work you cannot do the work for your clients yeah yeah definitely not. i give you the tool if you don't work on yourself and don't listen to your guidance, don't do much and you yeah. know it's um I was surprised at myself, but I had to say, sorry, I don't think I can help you. You have to do that. You have to, it's not about keeping you and filling my pocket. It's about realizing that I can't help you because you don't want to see what I'm telling you. You don't want to do the work, essentially. Yeah. You want to help yeah. somebody who doesn't want to do the work. You know, it's interesting when, when you say, listen, this, 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 this is not working with energy. That person is treating you bad, but if she doesn't want to get rid of that relationship, <laughs> You can't do it for them, so they are still at the same point when you start the session with them. So there's nothing you can do, and you have to accept that. At the beginning, you think you you're there to you really want the outcome to be perfect. It's not always. You're still helping, but the
0: message might resonate a few months after that because when we get that intuitive download guidance. Because I've said that to people, and I always have. You know, should I say it or not? But when I hear that, I should say it. I would suggest maybe that's not the right partner for you. Maybe that's not the right job for you. But I won't dive deep into why. I'll just plan the seed so they can investigate. Because I might be wrong as well. This is the first intuitive guidance. I see it. The work is still on other people and if if somebody wants to blame you for ruining their relationship or you know quitting their job that's still their free will you've just giving them an opinion you've just giving them a point of view for them to investigate so teaching people accountability is crucial especially when it comes to the um, energy healing you have to have that ownership and that self-control and the desire to change because if you do not it's always going to be somebody else's fault.
1: But it's interesting, you know, when you you're saying, if you said to someone, you, you give them the information that I don't think this person is good for you. They have free will. they want to stay. But you mm-hmm. know, sometimes I found in this kind of uh, example, that person is perfect at that time. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not for, for good, but yeah. maybe so... it's there just to teach you a lesson. So for, for a couple of years or a couple of months, or it's always free yeah. will
0: you just said it very well because if that person goes then you need to get rid of a part of you that wants to settle with that conditional love and destroying those parts of yourself might be even more difficult than letting other people go because you're letting go a part of yourself that is not serving you anymore and we get attached to those parts of ourselves and sometimes it feels like we're destroying ourselves but in reality we're like that phoenix we burn down so that we can be reborn because we're never destroyed we are the energy we are the soul we are the consciousness this is the body and anything that is attached to that body even in, in our internal world it's it's full structures they have served us to maybe cross to the other side we're not going back we're moving forward i've loved our conversation cindy you're a powerful teacher and anyone that is being able to work with you is very lucky to have you as a teacher because i think you're channeling a lot of wisdom
1: very glad you know you're one of those very rare person that understand the really work that we're doing And I'm glad that you're on the same vibration as I am. That's why I said yes for the interview, because like we just spoken about, those healers really think that they are there to shine and show people Mm -hmm. where they've become. No, we are there to facilitate and show other people by example. Yes. So that's what I like about you. Thank you so, so much.
0: Thank you. And one of the downloads, last thing I'm going to say is, I got was there are ancient souls on earth right now. And they're healers, they're shamans, but they're also earth angels or divine messengers. And they're appointed from the Most High, so their ego is non-existent. And we might just be one of those, because that is the guidance I've been given about my journey, that the ego with me doesn't survive for very long. And I tend to break the egos of those around me as well, even though they like to put up a fight. <laughs> <I know. laughs> but unfortunately, there are a lot of ancient souls that think they're appointed by the most high. They're not. They are contributing, but they still have a lot of ego to kind of like that work of the sculptor to deconstruct. Everyone is teaching from the level of their understanding. It's just that some people haven't reached a higher level of understanding and they stop learning when they reach a certain level that serves them. That's not the point. You have to keep building and building and building and building.
1: That's the thing. Some of them, they think, oh, I arrived. <laughs> just point A, there's point B, C, yeah. and yeah. so on and so on. You're back again and you can't <laughs> even understand that you're on the right path.
0: <laughs> you're on the right path, yeah. Towards enlightenment. Because yeah. there's so many levels to it as well. It's not just you reach the level of the light and that's it. There's a whole spectrum, like a rainbow. You'd experience all kinds of colors. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you for your time, Cindy, once thank again. So and I look forward to see what changes you bring, what positive change you bring to the world this year. Because I'm sure you're gonna be healing some of the more innovative and more open-minded businesses um, by the end of the year. So it's gonna be exciting to follow that transition.
1: I like this because you're into my mind <laughs> Yes,
0: we're aligned we're aligned
1: definitely definitely
0: i will let <laughs> you know thank you so much thank you cindy bye bye